You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. On another exciting edition of Animation Deliberation, we're talking something new here. We are talking the official trailer for Pixar's Lightyear. We're going to get right into that after some ads we have no say over whatsoever. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. There's a star. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Welcome back to Animation Deliberation, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. I'm your host, J. Scotty St. Clair, and you've got a friend in me, and you've got a friend in this podcast, but I am joined by a couple of friends today, and I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Zuhara Lee. This trailer has got me uh, feeling to infinity and beyond with excitement. Ooh. Very. I'm 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 overwhelmed. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to talking about this and seeing more. Andrew, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. Um, I agree. Overwhelmed is the word that I would use, which is a surprise to anyone who's heard me talk about this before and currently have Starman stuck in my head because I think I watched the trailer like three times because I was so excited. Yeah, the use of that David Bowie song is just so perfect. And I love the moment that it kicked in into the trailer. Um, but yeah, let's just let's get right into it. We're going to keep this one kind of short. And uh, it's a minute and 56 second trailer. So I can't recall how long the teaser was off the top of my head. But this one felt pretty quick. But we got a lot of plot, I feel like. And I just got proven how wrong I was with a lot of my predictions coming off that uh, <laughs> teaser trailer. Yeah. yeah, this was definitely the extended cut of the of the teaser. They're not telling us too much, but it does give us a better idea of the premise. It kind of I don't know if either of you have seen the foundation yet. Uh, no, but it kind of gives not. me that vibe where it's like they just kind of set up Star Command on a planet on the outskirts. And they were just like, just do your research over here, even though it's like inclement conditions. And it sounds like they've been there for a year doing just that, where it's like. Here's like this random meteor, random dwarf planet where you're just going to do all of your work and just kind of figure out all your science stuff on that end while we do other stuff in the in the mainlands. Yeah, it, it looks really interesting. And for reference, you were asking the question, the teaser trailer was a minute 34 and okay. this was a minute 56. So not really that much more than the actual teaser trailer. But I will say um, for the past couple of years, I've had a big problem with Hollywood movies and trailers that they like 
give away way too much of the story. They don't let you figure it out on your own. And I think Disney has finally figured out that's not really what you need to do. They did a really good job with Spider-Man of like, we're going to tease you a story that's not really going to happen, but you're still going to be intrigued. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that's what this trailer was, was just enough to chew on, make me interested, but I know there's going to be something bigger going on behind the scenes once we actually get into the movie. So I'm excited to see what that's about. But I like that they didn't give much of anything away uh, in that regard. And because of that, I don't feel like I need to see any more either. Like, uh, there's there's been dialogue. I'm sold on. Not that I had any doubt on Chris Evans, but I'm like 100% sold on Chris Evans. Uh, just the way his delivery is. I related it to this being just like Pixar's version of a Star Wars movie. And now that they have a cat droid and all those planets, like they've definitely, you know, uh, hit the nail on the head with that uh, theory of mine or that anticipation of mine. And yeah, I'm just excited. It's going to be a lot of adventure. A lot of, you could tell that it's going to be a lot of witty humor. It's going to be funny. It's going to be like a lot of, uh, just, just fun jokes, but you know, in, in pure Disney fashion, I'm sure the story is going to get intense at some point. Uh, they don't have a definite villain, just that we have like these giant robots that they have to deal with. And I'm I'm fine. Not robot. Yeah. I'm fine not knowing anything else about this movie before going in. Like, I'm sold on it. Yeah, I have to jump right in on this. Um, just because you said the words, this is a Star Wars movie. Um, I wanted to kind of bring in this thought of one of my biggest hesitations was how in the world do you replace Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear with Chris Pratt? I was actually on the concern <laughs> like side of it. Well, I know you guys are very excited. I was on the concern side. This feels very Star Wars in me in the way that uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars had different voice actors for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin. They brought the life of the character with a different voice. And I felt mm-hmm. very much like that's exactly what Chris Pratt was doing in this whole trailer. Was Chris it, Evans. Fi- Evans. Sorry. No worries. Get so he's these- a Star-Lord. <laughs> Star-Lord, yeah. Um, he embodied <laughs> the character so well. He had that inflection, but it was a different voice. And I was okay with that. So I just wanted to like tack on you are so right with that and i'm immediately sold now that we've actually heard it i was scared but you know sign me up you've got the force in me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was gonna do the whole play on starman as well there's a star (laughs) but um you guys bring up some great points i did want to touch on a couple of things andrew i I love what you brought up uh, brought up about disney kind of learning from their mistakes, especially with giving too much away of the, of the plot, because I think it right around like 2015, 2016 is when we got two of the biggest, like egregious mistakes um, from both Warner brothers and Disney and minor spoilers for movies that have been out for a while, but age of Ultron and Batman versus Superman, like before age of Ultron came out just between the trailers and the TV spots, it just became abundantly clear to me that Quicksilver was not making it out of that movie alive. And then obviously with Batman versus Superman, the whole reveal of Doomsday was got under a lot of people's skin. But uh, <laughs> did not need to see that in the trailer. I'm still mad about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, you, you, Zuhair, you mentioned the fact that we got the the dialogue that they had been marooned on this planet for a year. And I think they say something like a year of work for a four minute flight. Mm-hmm. And this is basically... Buzz's mission to kind of like help all these people that were marooned. And my mind kind of instantly went to, you know, there, there have been people on the internet for years. They have done a lot of work to connect all the Pixar films together. So I couldn't help but let my mind kind of wander to, 
Wally and like the whole people mm. that had to leave Earth. Like, what if this was just like the maiden voyage that kind of got thrown off course, like a la Planet of the Apes? Because there's so many, like you bring up Star Wars, but I got kind of Planet of the Ape vibes as well. And just feels like it's going to harken back to like those, those classic sci-fi films of the 60s and whatnot. But uh, we so, did get, oh, good. So Star Command is like the survey team for all the people who got fat on the spaceship. <laughs> like they're finding a new planet while everybody else is lounging around. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that's that's literally Space Force, like doing the extended part of their job while everybody else is just lingering. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we we talk about the robot threat, but then I also noticed there was a robot that like delivered that crystalline uh, material to Buzz. It was kind of like a bartender in that regard. But um, the other thing I wanted to touch on that we got early on is that there was a perimeter breach. And you see like the bug fly into the like electrified fence. So um, they're very much strangers on a planet that they seem almost scared to kind of, you know, explore and and see if there's potential for that being a colony and, and whatnot. It's obviously very inhospitable. Yeah, they were a little too laissez-faire with those tentacles for my liking. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. That did get... I think the best joke to me and it was kind of it was underplayed a little bit when Buzz is getting in the cockpit and the guy's <laughs> like good luck we're all counting on you and he gets dragged away and Buzz's only response is roger that he shows no concern for this gentleman <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> like these that was tentacles the are basically moment. just like roaches or ants in a house like it's like all right whatever like I don't like it but this is the house fly here mm-hmm. yep yeah. I couldn't tell if the tentacle was more like plant based and like almost like a vine or if it was uh like a sarlacc <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> i mean i've been thinking this is tatooine and he's on his way to dagobah right now anyway sure so it's like <laughs> yeah i was yeah. also quite simply getting some mars vibes with the red rocks yeah. like it could mm-hmm. very well be a little closer to home than we're thinking but it's still in the universe where there's little green aliens on mars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then I don't want to bury the lead too much here because I I think what's going to be the big moneymaker off of this movie outside of like Buzz Lightyear action figures is the character of Sox, his robot companion. And I'm a cat person myself, so I was pretty delighted to see that Buzz is a cat person. I don't know how much say he had into this personalized companion, but I think we're going to get a lot of the comic relief from Sox. I mean, you get all the benefits of a cat taking care of itself, minus uh, the smelly doo-doos and my allergies. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, I can see socks being a... Very hypoallergenic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just white noise is fine. <laughs> he was so excited about his whale noises. <laughs> whale noises? Whale noises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to see a lot of those robots, though. I. I'm a little intrigued by that, and I have to say, my the moment of the trailer that made me freak out as a kid growing up with the actual toys was him talking into the little speaker thing on his wrist that he had mm-hmm. the the flap flipped up. I was like, the sticker, the sticker's still there. Oh my gosh, because yeah. all the toys, the sticker would fall off, and the first thing I thought was, oh, he's got the sticker still. He could talk into it. Like, he could get the Star <laughs> Command. Uh, yeah. And you got to see the laser in action and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, I think it, it looked like the bolts were being deflected off of whoever he was shooting at, but it was nice to see it in action. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Zerg a little bit. I was um, just about to say, where you guys kept saying robots, I'm like, are we not going to talk about who the robot definitely was? <laughs> well, I, I could be totally wrong here. I was totally wrong in the in the teaser, but I think we only saw Zerg once in this trailer, like Zerg forthright, and I think that's when you have the behind shot, and he seems to slam down on like a console with like a lot of monitors and whatnot. So I'm wondering, is he going to be like a technomancer? Like, um, he, there, I think. He might possibly be a human and just have this like get up and not even be alien. And just all these robot drones are kind of under his influence. And like even that massive robot that he's facing off that had like the the big gun and looked very much like Zerg looming in the shadows. Like I'm wondering, he is probably not even inside there. He's probably controlling it remotely. I didn't see Zerg at all, so... But oh. also, like, I remember saying on the preview that it's like, I didn't want him to be in the first movie. True. I wanted them to just be, like, exploring in this one and then have Zerg as the main villain on the next one. Because it's like, um, it's like with the Venom movies. Like, everybody was like, why wasn't Carnage in the first one? Why'd you use Riot in this and that? But it's like, what would you have used for a second movie if you threw, like, all of your cards in the first one, right? Um, I'm hoping this movie is a lot better than Venom. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that, that's it's just kind of as to my point. It's like you, there's only so much that we have in this Buzz Lightyear world that I don't want them to throw everything into the first one. Like this movie could easily be at least like a trilogy, if not a sequel. And if they have that much potential, like, like let this be the character development and then work, give us like the politics of the Empire and Zerg and the influence and all that stuff later. But that's just me. Um, I. I just wonder if Disney's not putting all their eggs in that basket because we've kind of seen a trend over the last, I'd say, five years or so of them not setting their movies up for sequels. Like Pixar originally, you had Toy Story 1, 2, 3. You had Cars 1, 2, 3. And then you had all the recent ones that we've talked about, you know, of Luca and Soul and all those other things that it, and Inside Out never felt like they were setting up for sequels. So this could be them saying, okay, if we can only do it once, let's throw Zerg in there. Um, the and to answer your question, Zuhair, of where I felt I saw Zerg was that hulking robot that had the three guns. Because mm -hmm. I can just remember distinctly in Toy Story two, the balls popping out of the three gun when they had the fight in the elevator. That's a good call. <laughs> but speaking of that fight in the elevator, do we think they have to somehow figure out the canon of the joke that he is his father? Because they yeah. were playing off Star Wars, obviously, in Toy Story 2. But, like, do they have to keep up with that somehow now? I don't think they have to. I kind of hope they don't. But if they do, I, I wouldn't be, like, offended by it either. It'd be nice homage to, to Star Wars again and for a whole new generation as much as this is for the people that grew up with uh, Toy Story and the Toy Story trilogy. This is hopefully introducing, like, a whole new generation to such a a, a great character. I trust their ability to, like, if they do it, they'll do it in a classy way, so. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, I do think one of the things I postulated in the teaser trailer that I still think may very well happen is I, I do think we're going to get some time travel just with that, like, line of dialogue I mentioned, like, a whole year's worth of work for a four-minute flight. Like, I don't think that flight's going to end up being four minutes, and... I was kind of expecting when you saw, you know, him kind of entering light speed or, or what have you, warp speed, 
when the stars started to like turn into lines, I thought they were going to do the whole uh, in-game homage to Captain America when uh, spoilers for in-game, but when Captain America goes to space for the first time, they had a very specific shot where you saw basically the the stars in his eyes. And he kind of had that wide eyed look just like, Hey, I'm not a kid from Brooklyn anymore. There's a big wild world universe out there, but they, they withheld that uh, direct, direct reference, which I, I can appreciate. I'm not a cadet from Star Command anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I guess as uh, as far as Star Command goes, I th- I think we only got re- one real glimpse. We saw his partner again there, who I think um, I I watched the trailer multiple times, and I watched one of it one of the times I watched it with subtitles, and I think her name is Diaz. So you get that whole sequence where it's like Buzz, Buzz, and then you get his superior officer that's like Lightyear, and he seems pretty aggravated with Buzz at, at that point in time. So I think whatever the plot holds for us, we're definitely going to see. Buzz go rogue and, you know, really step into that legendary status and, and make calls on his own instead of reporting directly to Star Command, which he was very much known for in the original Toy Story that you brought up, Andrew. And on light on uh, IMDb, Chris Evans is still the only like registered cast on there. Oh, wow. There is another person that is actually mentioned they are a part of the cast. Taika? Uh, yeah, Taika Waititi put out a tweet earlier today saying, I'm the real star of this movie, but we decided to make the first trailer uh, a little bit nicer so Chris Evans could have some time in the spotlight. Obviously joking, but I believe he has said that he I'm is a part sure of this movie. I'm not sure with him anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, that's interesting. I wonder who's voicing Socks. I want to see if I can find that because it wasn't instantly recognizable to me. No, I, I just think he was one of the only people that like was talked about all over Twitter today, whether that's him mm. joking or not. But guys, I still haven't found Buzz Lightyear of Star Command the movie anywhere. And it's kind of irritating me because that was such a good movie and I don't want to have to go buy a VCR just to watch it. <laughs> mm. Is that really the only is- place that it is available is on VCR? Literally, like, one of the first few results when you type it into Google is Buzz Lightyear Star Command Adventure Begins VHS on Amazon. Yeah, this this is kind of a whole rabbit hole, but there, I, I can't pull up this specific YouTube video right now, but there, I know that there is, like, a YouTube video out there that explains the whole history about how Disney has gone, like, out of their way to, like, basically make Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, like, almost non-existent. Like, if you knew, you knew, and if you experienced it, you experienced but. Yeah, I don't think it's coming to Disney Plus anytime soon, unfortunately, as much as I would I would love to see it. Um, and then just to follow up, we do have a few more voices. Um, this is according to Screen Rant, so you know, maybe take it with a grain of salt. But uh, it says Chris Evans stars as Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear along name alongside names such as Dale Souls, who I guess is Socks. Don't I'm not familiar with him, but uh, Kiki Palmer, who I know, who I imagine is probably voicing Diaz and Taika Waititi. So, got at least a, a few names. Yeah, it would be unlike Pixar if we didn't have some familiar names sprinkled throughout one of their films. Oh, and I guess I was actually wrong. Let's see. Sohn, somebody, S-O-H-N, is the voice of Sox, not not David, uh, excuse me, David Sewells. So, hmm. Well, irregardless, whoever they are, they did a really good job of bringing that robotic 
kind of humanoid voice to life that is really difficult for so many people to do um alan tudyk is really the only like <laughs> one that comes to mind of oh they did a really good job doing a robotic voice mm, so yeah th- i would definitely put them amongst those ranks wow and it's peter peter Sohn. i guess he actually has been a long time uh pixar collaborator he's worked as a storyboard artist but he's done voices in luca ratatouille monsters university finding nemo the incredible so yeah he's he's done quite a lot so it, and i guess his his first uh feature that he directed was the good dinosaur which i have not seen oh that's a good one okay cool cool and it looks like uh his repertoire from those movies specifically would be uh the young boy from up and emil the brother from ratatouille Oh, nice. Okay. And once we say those, those voices kind of ring in that similar realm of what we heard throughout that trailer. So I think that's a pretty exciting role. Yeah, for sure. When you watch The Good Dinosaur, text me when you get to the Triceratops because that dude's my favorite. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. It's on Disney Plus, so I'll, I'll check it out. And I, I will say not to go off on too much of a tangent, but we, we brought up Soul. And when we did our best of 2021, anticipating for 2022, we mentioned Soul. It came up for a few people. I have had the opportunity to see it, and I, I really did enjoy it as a creative person and, and somebody with creative aspirations. It was just really inspiring and, and heartwarming. So if you have not seen Soul for whatever reason, I definitely encourage you to check that one out. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, random fact, Kiki Palmer's two months younger than me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I was trying to remember what like Disney or Nickelodeon show I remembered her from, and that popped up. Was she? She was one of the. She was the main voice of the proud, the main character on the proud yeah, family. Yeah, Penny, right? Penny Proud, Penny Proud. Okay, Penny Proud. That, That's that what it right. was. Thank you. Okay. That show is reviving later this year on Disney Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay. the main thing I I remember about that is uh, is the father character and his like scream of in anxiety of sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because the grandma the was, grandma i think her name was sugar mama yeah sugar mama <laughs> uh well to get us back on track uh, yes please <laughs> <laughs> I- i'm gonna gush about the same thing i gushed about my first round of feedback for this and i'm gonna say it as a big claim i think they are going to win any and all of the awards for the best animation in 2022 yeah. this looks absolutely flawless in every single regard like the most beautiful outing pixar has had without yeah. question my, my yeah. favorite thing about it that the artwork of the animation of course is like stunning you know we have we have bad batch on a high bar and i feel like it matches a lot of the the environmental quality on that but like the way that his arms flail when the cat starts talking is like significant to like how <laughs> the how the arms would flail as a toy yeah so you're seeing a lot of like just the similarities on just how the body and everything works and this is it's really cool because you know we're talking about like a human compared to a toy but the fact that this still make it work it's it's really cool to see yeah i concur from like the organic environments to the man-made materials just seeing every line of detail in the fabric in his suit when he does the whole suit up scene and then the way they do the reflection when he picks up the helmet and you can kind of see himself and puts that helmet on yeah it's it's definitely gonna garner some attention come award season we just got all the oscar nominations from this year which i have not had the opportunity to commit to memory but pixar always does pretty well and um it was nice to see yeah i'm, I'm 
going off on another tangent here, but it was nice to see Dune pick up so many noms for its incredible special effects. And uh, I honestly think this is right up there with it. So, yeah, I think it's, it's Pixar doing what they do best, but it's an interesting question because everyone was ranting and raving that spider, the first spider verse beat out the Incredibles that year that it came out for animation. We're going to have the two studios definitely going head to head in 2022. So, Yeah, Don't hold our call. breath on anything, I suppose. Yep, yep. That is fitting considering those are the most anticipated properties between the three of us. I think um, if my memory serves from that that best best of 2021 and most anticipated for 2022, Zuhair and I were most anticipating Lightyear, but Spider-Verse was a close second and you were kind of the opposite with maybe some more reservations toward Lightyear than, than us had more reservations about right. Lightyear. <laughs> they have all disappeared like without a doubt. The exact text that I sent these guys for all of the listeners was I was whelmed about it and then I saw the trailer. We need to talk about this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad we were able to and um I do want to encourage everybody our teaser trailer reaction. We were fortunate enough to be able to incorporate a lot of feedback, so uh we've got our social media game going strong thanks to Andrew uh, please hit us up wherever you will. Um, Animation Deliberation Podcast at gmail.com is a great place to do so as well. If we get enough feedback, we will definitely do um, an entire episode devoted to to feedback. So, other than that, that I uh, I will say the finale for Demon Slayer we've heard is going to be 45 minutes. So if you've been with us for our weekly coverage from that, definitely be excited and uh, definitely stay tuned. You guys have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? No? Okay. All right. Yeah. So keep tuning in. That's T double O N I N. Till next week, muscle, muscle. Stay whelmed. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email Animation Deliberation Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at Animation Delib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. plastics can be so much more. Give the trash a second chance of what hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the line's being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers 
and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark.